We're on page, we're on page Kuflamid, where it says, Simcha Be'etzam HaHavaya. We're recording this year now that was given on Shabbos Tazrim at to do some Chazara with a couple of Chavah here in the Shul. But we spoke about this past Shabbos, and, and that, in Mitzvah Shem, is what we're going to be doing until until after the Yom Tovim, when we resume the, when we resume the Mitzvah Shabbos Shiran. So we're learning... We're learning something that could change our lives. I mean, the entire Sefer, if we learn it seriously and we, and we put it into practice, is life-altering. The subject of the parak is one that every one of us thinks about and we actually worry about, because it's about worrying. Daigas, worries that a person has. Chshoshn, fears, suspicions, anxiety. And how to be oiker, how to uproot from our lives. Pachad and daig, fear, anxiety. Again, as I mentioned a number of times, this is not to the exclusion of people who can help professionally. And ages, there are wonderful ages that are out there and people that help. And there are also, of course, situations where medication is needed. But <clears throat> all of the all of the shittas that address this this problem of fear and anxiety are not getting to the shayrish of all of the chashashas pchadim, sadness and fear that a person has. And the shayrish goes back to the person's rotsin, what the person wants. When a person wants something, he's afraid of not getting it. He's afraid of not having it. And that fear, whether it's pranasa, marriage, children, so on, any particular day, an appointment not going well, a situation that one is nervous about, all of it goes back to the Sherish, which is one's Rudson. And we learned that Rudson is what causes a person Larutz. Larutz means that a person is in motion. Why is he in motion? So we learned a very, very big Yisait. The last year we spoke about one of the ways that a person seeks tranquility and happiness. One, that first way that a person seeks tranquility and happiness is by trying to get, to try to get that which he feels will give him a sense of peace and tranquility and happiness. And the person who is seeking external sources of, of peace and tranquility and happiness, that person is in a state, is propelled into a state of perpetual mov- movement and motion. He's rots because he has a rotsen. And in order to be able to be masig, in order to acquire that which he wants, he runs, he moves. And he's always fearful that he's not going to make it that day. He's not going to acquire what he was hoping to acquire that day. And since he saw that acquisition, as the source of his happiness and tranquility, that if I get that, then I will feel good, I will be okay. So because of that, the person's simcha and menuchas and is entirely dependent upon, upon getting something outside of himself. And we've seen, and every, every single person knows this, 
that once the person has actually um, gotten to that which he was running afterwards, that we see in life that that's not lamaisa, that's not the problem. It's not the problem. We have to get to the root of the problem. There's a second way. There's a second way that a person can find Aisha with an ayin, Aisha with an aleph, simcha, menuchas and nefesh, to be free of fears and anxieties and worries. And that is what Rav Schwartz focuses on beginning on Kuflamit. Simcha be'etzam ha'havaya. Le'uma zayis, yeishna simcha v'shalva be'etzam havaya sa'avim. This is the key. To find joy and shalva and tranquility, a sense of bitachin, confidence and so on. Be'etzam havaya sa'avim. In one's actual existence. In one's actual existence, in oneself. Not outside of oneself, but in oneself. This means that I don't have to run after Simcha. I don't have to run after Shalva. I don't I, I don't live a life where where it's constantly a step ahead of me. But rather the source of my joy is that which I have every moment of my life, which nobody in the world could take away from me. Nobody in the world could take away from me the etzem ha'avai, my actual existence. My actual existence. Of course, a person's life can end. But the actual existence of a person, the ha'avai, the essence of who he is, which is the chelikolakomi ma'al-mamish, which is what the whole safe is about, is the nefesh, this is neshama. That's something which is permanent. So what does that mean? So Balashan Chazal Nikra Hadov Ezehu Asher Hasemech Bechelkai. Chazal Chazal have have described this in that famous sentence, the Mishnah in, in, in Avis. Ezehu Asher, who is truly a wealthy person, Hasemech Bechelkai, the one who is happy with his chelik. Now one might think, sure, if I had that guy's chelik, I'd also be happy. And, and one might think that the chilek that Chazal are talking about is something that a person can can buy or something that a person can acquire. Whether it means whether it means something with money or or to have a certain kind of a wife, a certain kind of a husband, certain kind of children, certain type of a of a lifestyle, and so on. It's very clear that when Chazal made that statement, So you might say, the Chazal are talking about a person that has whatever he needs. And if I had what I needed, I would also be Sameach Bechelki. Again, the Metzias defies that, and we know that it makes no difference at all what a person has or how much a person has. It's a midah, it's a midah of the midas hanefesh for a person to be samech b'chelka. It's not a question of having more or getting more because the ultimate simcha cannot be found outside of oneself, not with possessions and not with even friends or family. The people who have the most wonderful family have beautiful wives and children, beautiful, wonderful mishpachas and they're, and they're filled with anxiety, misery, and fear. So, Sameach Bechelka, Kamuvan Shachmenazal, Loy Dibral Adam, Shiesh Loy Kaltzarcha. 
Chazal were not talking about a person that has whatever he needs. If there would be such a person in the Bria, a person who has what he needs. Chazal are talking about a person like all people who are missing, who are lacking things. So a person could be a, a, a Bill Gates or a Donald Trump, but if at that moment he needs a Q-tip, so, oh, what's going to be? He doesn't have a Q-tip. So he could or, he could buy the whole Q-tip company. In the meantime, his, his ears are itching, and 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 and, he, and it's uh, it's 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 1:30 in the morning, and the Q-tip company is closed. So so he has to go like any slot. Maybe he could send the guy out to some all-night you know place, and we would have to go ourselves if he had to. But at that moment, at that moment, he's chosa like everybody else. A human being, that's anybody. Everybody needs something that he doesn't have right now, and he's a chaser. And if it's not something physical, then he's then he's missing the love of other people. He's missing warmth from other people. But he's missing. He's a chaser. A human being is, by definition, a chaser, and a creature of lack and 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 of emptiness. That's the nature of a person. That's the mitzvahs of this world. So when Chazal say in the Mishnah, Ezu ha'oshua samech bechelko, this wealthy person who samech bechelko, we're not talking about somebody who has everything. We're talking about a person who has many chesoynes. He's lacking many things. And nevertheless, he's happy. Now that means, that means that this person's happiness is found within himself, not outside of himself. Because he has himself, and that's all that we could say that a person ever has, is himself. Everything else can be taken from a person. Everything else could be lost. A person might not have anything else other than himself. So the question is, how could this person, how could the person be happy? This is the, this is the way Many people live, especially in Israel, meaning he hasn't completed the month. He doesn't have the, he doesn't have the money that he needs to pay for the expenses of that month. It doesn't add up. Whatever it is, the mortgage, the chayvus to the bank, or God forbid, something much more serious. could be his son. His chalila is is in the hospital. Son, child is not well. So you tell me to be happy. If my child will get better, I'll be happy. If I'm able to make the mortgage, I'll be happy. There's no lack of tzaras. So Kate said, you are telling this guy to be happy. So he says, I don't know what you're talking about. Unless I take, unless I have a drink or something, if I get drunk or if I take some drugs, what do you mean I should be happy? I'm not crazy. I, I owe money to a million people. I have a child that's sick. So from, so how am I supposed to have simch? In other words, since those things are lacking in his life, they're missing from his life, the obvious feeling that he has is, if I get those things, then I could be happy. No, if my child is well, and if I pay, them, if I pay the bank, I'll be happy. But, but those are, those are the, that's my list, and if, if I get that list taken care of, then I'll be happy. That's how we live. From day to day, we go like that. So Kate said, "Efoi, yuchalus ma'ach." So how's the person supposed to be happy?
Teretz is, there's a happiness that comes from within a person. It's the simcha of existing, of Havayim. Lo simcha machmes hazagis kinyanim gashmim. Not the joy of acquiring things. Even, of the, even though those things might be very important. But it's not a simcha, that his simcha is not machmes hazagis kinyanim gashmim. Im yaruch la'atzmei cheshbim. If a person makes a cheshbon, yitochen behechlei shebemaazan hakloli chaserem lehabidvarim. A person takes out a paper and writes the things that he needs. It's a long list. He has a long list of things that he's missing that he needs. Yoyis v'mashe yeshlo. The list is much longer usually than the things that he that he that he has. The things that he that he doesn't have and that would be useful and would be helpful sometimes more than useful and helpful. Sometimes he feels it would be very crucial to, to, to him managing. So if he looks at that list and his simcha depends on on checking off, crossing off those things by having them, by getting them. So if the person looks at that list and believes that each time he's able to cross something off because he got it, that that's going to increase his simcha, or that's going to bring him towards that ultimate objective of happiness. Of course, we know that that's not true. First of all, the list, when you cross one off, there's always another two that come onto the list. That's how it is. But even if that wouldn't be the case, even if it wouldn't be the case, there's, there's, that, there's, that, uh, there's always that which he doesn't yet have. That's the mitzvah. But this simcha that we're talking about now is a simcha that doesn't move you anywhere. It doesn't force you to look, to run, to get, to have. It's the simcha of what you always have, of yourself. El simcha shall etzam It's the joy of actual existence. We find in a number of places in the Kutah Halachas, Herabinasan writes about that simcha, that joy. That he talks to a person who's lost everything, and even in Ruchnius, we'll talk about it a little bit at the end. Even in Ruchnius, this person is really, really down in the dumps. It's gone very, very badly. Gashim, it's a Ruchnius, you know. He sees no opening, and Rabbi Nosen says to that person that if you just think about the etzamayahadis, just think that you're a Jew. Just think about who you are, but not for a second. Meditate upon that reality, that we're living in a world with billions of people, and of all the dyers, how many billions, trillions of was of people, <coughs> and that you're a yid. Statistically, that doesn't, that doesn't work out. That you're a yid. And not only that you're a yid, that you're a yid, that, that puts on film. You're a yid that makes kiddush. What are the chances of that? What are the chances of that? Every one of our grandparents and great-grandparents, people that were in America, I mean, that the, that the grandparents were American. I know Mela, that with the Europeans, that it's a chiddush that, 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 that they have grandchildren that were alive. But even the ones that came to America before the war, how many of those came out, the children of Shalom from, from my wife's family, there's a whole big chunk of the families. They were, they were in America before the war, it's finished. They married, who knows what, that's finished. Those shaykhs don't even know who they are anymore. They, they disappeared. Gone. 
so that person thinks kaidam just Rabbi Nelson says on that on the fact that I'm I'm a Jew, which no one can take from me. So if a person thinks about that, he'll begin to dance with the simcha of his yihadis, just the simcha of being a Jew, the joy of being a Jew. What that means? What is this simcha? And what's it shaykh to, to rejoice in, in, the, in, one's actual, in one's actual existence? So someone can say, if you tell it to somebody, you'll think that you're, that you're drinking some funny stuff. You say, I'm, I'm happy that, I'm a, that I exist. I say, what's so good about your existence? In your existence... You have a you have a, a one bedroom apartment and uh, seven children. What's so good about that? In your existence, you have a wife who yells at you. What's so good about that? In your existence, you have a, you have a kid who doesn't respect you. What's so gewaldig about your existence? The terrace is. is Let's look. What's the natural mitzvahs of a person? The natural matzav of a person. It's a big question. A lot of philosophers and writers, writers have, have spent a lot of time on this question. What is man's natural state? Is man's natural state to be happy or sad? It's a simple question. Left alone in his natural habitat himself. Is it the tell of a person to be happy or to be sad? If we come to the maskana that what? If we come to the conclusion that the, which is the Torah's conclusion, which is the truth, if the natural matzah of a person is joy and happiness, then there would have to be some cause, some external cause to wrench him out of his natural state. Since there's a cloud. The cloud is that unless otherwise disrupted, everything remains in its natural state. Unless you stare it. If you take something and you move it away from its natural state, then it's in Golis. And that's how the morale explains Golis at the beginning of Netzach Yisrael. The morale, the morale says that that the natural existence of the Jewish people is in Eretz Yisrael with the Beis HaMikdash, with the Kahan, the Levim, Yisrael, and Ma'amadim, with Mashiach, being devakened to the Bar Elam, that's the natural state of the Jewish people. That's our Teva. That's our natural place. That's our habitat. That's who we are. We're Bonamatam HaShem That's our natural order. Something very odd has, has taken place something unnatural, that the Jewish people have been uprooted from their natural existence. And the morale explains that the, the greatest hope that we have for Gula is the very unnatural and unreal state of Gullus that we're in. And he explains the difference between Gullus and Gula is only the, between the Aleph and the Hay, because it has the same Gimelamit, which is connected to Lagbaim, that we're not going to go into right now. But it's the same, 
Gimelamid, its only difference is the Aleph and the He. In the word Golas, the Sharish is Gimelamid He, Goloi. In Gula, it's Gimel Aleph Lamid. It's an Aleph. And the Maral speaks about the Aleph as all, from all four, you think of the Aleph in the Sefer Torah, and all four are converging on the center of the Aleph. That means Gula is when we return to our natural place. He, has the has those has the the three walls and then the fourth little spitzel, but it's it's a problem. It's open, it's open. So, what the moral tells us is that we see from the entire bria, from all of creation, that something which is unnatural cannot continue indefinitely, because the, all of creation is in such a way where everything must return to its natural state. We see this when it comes to the. When it comes to flowers and fish and the whole unit, the whole world is like that. Everything, everything must return to its natural state because something which is unnatural cannot continue indefinitely because that would mean that it's its nature and that's not its nature. Therefore, whenever something, whenever something has its natural matzav, if we say that the natural matzav of a person is joy, it means that it's unnatural for him to be unhappy. It's something weird, as they kids say like now, as weird is a popular word. It's something strange and odd for for a person to be unhappy. I mentioned on Shabbos, and over the years many times, that the Briskorov was once, somebody came to visit, or Shiva came to visit the Briskorov, and the Briskorov's Aniklech were making a balagan. They were running around and screaming and turning things over, whatever children do. And the Rosh Hashiva was trying to talk and learning, and he was uh, obviously very annoyed, and he, he said something to the children to be quiet. And the Biskarov uh, said to him that you should know that that's how we're supposed to be too. You know, that something happened to us, something went wrong, that we don't feel that happiness that the children feel. That a child naturally is happy until until he begins to become part of the ritzah, of the running, of the wanting, of the seeking. But as long as a child doesn't know that, then the child's entire source of joy is, is his existence. And the natural state of human being in his existence is to be happy. In those places where there are less hasagas of, of what a child could want, children are happier. You would think that American children would be the happiest children in the world because they have more than any other children in the world. American children have more, maybe, I don't know, in Switzerland or some of these places they have more. But... Compared to the vast majority of the world, American children have more than any other children. But studies have shown that that's not the case. Studies have shown that a lot of the problems that are associated with tension and anxiety, American children have from the young, from the youngest age. The children in third world countries that are running around barefoot, kicking around tumbleweed someplace in some horrible-looking village, in some in Africa, that they're happier than, than the American kid sitting around all day long playing with his text messages. Which, again, it doesn't make sense. But the Teretz is that the child in America was wrenched out of his natural state at an early age. And he became part of the rat race of La Roots, Ani Rotzeh, I want. And that, and that believing that his happiness and joy is to be found <clears throat> online at some website or in some, some store in Central Avenue or wherever else your avenue is. But that's where that's where the person is, that's where the child's joy is going to be. Whereas in those places where where the the 
by by the realities of life. Wanting, even though they also want, they want to have a cup of rice, maybe for supper. There's also wanting, but because of the pastas of their lives and the and the um, less complicated nature of their societies, so the children are unencumbered by the unnatural wantings that set in very early at a very early age in the more advanced cultures and the more advanced societies. So America and, and modern civilization hasn't made children hasn't succeeded in making children happier. Other than it's taken away the happiness from ch children at an earlier age. Children are less happy, and as a result of that, there are all kinds of inyanim and sicknesses and fears, and that children, even little children, have to go for help and all kinds of uh, pills and things to, to help little children. And they're precious here because their parents want them to have something. You know, different hasagas. The natural state of human being is happiness. A child is happy. That's he's happy. Unless he's stared, because again, as the Maral says. Something which is biltitivi, something which is unnatural, unnatural causes pain, misery, sickness, and it cannot endure. It ultimately has to. Everything has to return to its nature. So if you see, if you if you say that a person is by nature happy, that means if you see a sad person, something has happened to take him away from his natural state. There's something that's going against his nature. In the if the natural state of a person is joy, that means there has to be some explanation why you said. Not like now these people will ask if you seem to be happy. They say, what's wrong with you? Why are you happy? It's, it's strange. What's the, matter? what's the matter with you? What are you happy about? You're sitting at work and, you, and you're like, you're happy. There's something wrong with you? What are you happy? What are you happy about? Don't you know that the, that the economy is a, is, a, is a wreck and how to and has swine flu is taking over the entire world. What are you happy about? What are you sitting there smiling like that? So he would understand if you told him, because uh, I just won the lottery. So, ooh. Or if you tell him I'm, I got engaged. Ooh. But if you tell him, oh, I'm just I'm just happy. I'm happy to be alive. He'll think, yeah, how do you mind? Because his way of looking at things is man's natural state is misery. And you have to have an explanation. You have to explain. Tell me what made you happy. What made you happy? To say, I am happy, is not an answer. Because in his mind, man's natural state is sadness. So you have to have an unnatural cause of happiness. But if man's natural state, which the Torah teaches us, is happiness, then to be sad is strange. There has to be something to make you sad. Right? Because naturally you're happy. In the Gil if, of course... You say that man's natural state, God, to the sadness, and there are, there are religions and philosophies that that accept that that's man's natural state. Man's natural state is is sadness and misery, and he needs to be redeemed from that somehow. But the natural mitzvahs of a person in the post Gan Eden period, which has been going on for a long time, is misery and sadness, and and worse than that, damnation. And hell. Sorry to say, it's not Shabbos. I'm a little bit here. That uh, and uh, that's the natural mitzvahs of a person. The shayla is, how are you going to get saved? In other words, you're, you're going there. 
you're, you're doomed and you're damned. The Shaila is, how do you avoid that? Like, which God do you pay? How do you get out of that? So man's natural state is sadness. So for such a person, that person needs a, a reason to rejoice. Something unnatural, something great, like a big extravaganza. Or, you know, five hours of, of my favorite com- comedian, maybe, a clown, something, to take me out of my sadness, because I'm naturally sad. So I need something or somebody to make me happy. To what can this be compared? If you take a car and you put it on a down slope, on a slope, the natural thing is that if it's, if it's on a, a slope going down, it's going to roll down the hill. It's drawn down. Unless I have an emergency brake, a brake, an emergency brake, or I have some big boulder over there to hold it back, I have to. Uh, it's natural, the natural mid-season of something that's on a slope is going to continue down. So I have to have something to stop the inertia of of, of that slope. There's an inertia that's taking you down. So the questions for the person, What's the inertia of a person's life? Is it happiness or sadness? That's the biggest question. Now in Cain, Matzave Hativi Shel Ha'adam. Blisi Bais Chitzainis. Without any external intervention. Just him. Period. The person. Etzema Ha'havaya. His actual existence. Just no frills, no interventions. <clears throat> no schools, no uh, no parents saying this and doing that, no uh, pollution, no economy. The natural matzah, which children are obviously more connected to. <clears throat> What's the natural matzah? Samer ayotzav, happy or sad. The terrorist, of course, is the terrorist terrorist, which is, which is the truth. Ha'odam betivai samer. Man, by his nature, is Sameach. Kachel Nivra. That's how he was created. Him Cain. Lulei sheyeshnan sibais chitzonius kol shehen. Therefore, if not for external causes, reasons, if not for those sibais chitzonius, all of Leo Sameach. He, he should be happy. If the machine is left alone, it's working, it's happy. Everything is fine. If you leave him alone, he's happy. All of the things in life are threatening the happiness, are threatening the happiness. <clears throat> Those are things outside of himself. Because within himself, he's happy. Hasibais yichoilais rak lahaviyoy l'deimatsev shaletsev the external causes can only bring him to, only those external things can bring him to a matzav of sadness. Because if you leave the guy alone, he's fine. He's happy. Okay. 
So what 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 are the what's the reason that appears? What's the unnatural external thing that's causing unhappiness? So Yaimadam, you ask any person, I'll tell you. I'm glad you asked. I'm missing the following things. And he takes out that crumpled piece of paper he's been carrying around for many years. It's got a, uh, it's been updated and here's my list. Puts it on the table. Pranosa, Briyas, COVID. I don't have Pranosa. I don't have health. Someone that I know doesn't have Pranosa. Someone that I love doesn't. This one doesn't have health. COVID. I'm not getting treated properly. Chadayim and all these other things. So this is the, this, this is the list that the person has that has placed him into Golas. This is his Golas list. This is the unnatural external intervention that came and ruined a person who in his own natural state was just fine. And everybody has their list. At any given moment of life, everybody has his list. If only if only my Sarala would 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 be a good student. If only my uh, Maishala would, would, would not would not continue, you know, uh, fighting with this brother and sister. Everybody has a list. From the from the most horrible things to the simplest things. But everybody has this list. So those are the that's the list of Gullahs that has artificially artificially intervened and interrupted an otherwise naturally happy and content person. Right? That's the mitzvah of this world. So when the person says, here's my list, these are the things that I'm missing, Zuhi Tshuva Nechayma. Okay? You can't argue with that. The guy tells you that I have a kid that's sick and he shows you the papers and he tells you, comes to, takes you to the hospital, that's a problem. He tells you I don't have Panasa and he shows you he doesn't have Panasa. Okay, you can't argue with that. He's telling you the truth. If you ask him, how come you're not happy? And he shows you the list. He's telling you the truth, but that's only the that's only the outer layer of the truth. It's, it's true, but it's not the whole truth. That's not it, because because even as we said before, even if you're able to help the guy with everything on his list, and you and you took care of his panosa, and you got him the best doctor, and the kid's okay, and everything is gavaldi. Then you meet him the next oh, again for a day or two, or three. He'll be happy a week, whatever. But then, you, then, 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 then a little bit later, you miss him. He sees it also with a, uh, a long face. And what is it? I, I thought for sure that this year, you know, that I thought for sure this year the Mets were gonna were gonna be contenders. <laughs> and it turns out that uh, uh, once again that they're, that they're not much later. So that's his cause. So you say, and you'll say to him, crazy. You remember you didn't have Panasa and I got you the million dollars. You remember your kid was sick and I found you that doctor. And now you have the nerve to crash over some stupid baseball team? What can I tell you? That's how life is. You know, if, but if you could do something about the Mets, I'll be happy. See what you could do about the Mets. You could bring back Ron Svoboda uh, or something. Maybe, you know, uh, maybe I'll be happy. Then, then, then I'll be happy. So... The problem is, Adam Leisameach kiroitzad varim me'evel havayishalom. You can't argue with that. That's just that's what it is. The person, a person is not happy because he wants things outside of himself. And those things are much more often than not, not up to him anyway. 
It's not up to him. But even if it were, somehow, a person is a writer, and because of that, rotsen, he's rots, he's running to look for fulfillment, joy, and happiness outside of his outside of his own havai, outside of his own existence. He writes a dvarim evil havai shlo. Im hayetzarech sibalismayach. If man was naturally sad and depressed and he needed a cause, an external cause to be happy, then it would be a good question. Tell me, how could I become happy? In other words, I'm sad. That's my tether. I'm naturally sad. So therefore, I need some unnatural injection of happiness. The circus, a show, something. Entertainment is a big business, you know that. It's a big, big business, entertainment. I need something, I need, if man's natural state is unhappiness, unhappiness and sadness, then I need somebody to make me happy, or something to make me happy, or to forget my misery. I'm missing this, and I'm missing that. But if the natural state of a person, if the natural state of a person is that he is that he's happy, if that's the natural state of a person that he's happy, if that's if the natural state in man's very creation is that he's sameach, that he's happy, in Cain. In lo yovius asma de masiv shuhu writes her, if a person would not be in that in that cycle of wanting, of wanting, if he would not want, if he wouldn't want anything. I mean, wanting means I'm looking for something outside of myself. <coughs> so if I would not be in any state of wanting, and I would just have myself, that's some havai shuli. If there could be such a thing, and even though he's not a child, the person would be 40, 50, 60, 80 years old, be happy. In Cain, in Layovi is Atzmali de Matsev, Shuhu writes, if in Tivi, Yesemech. In the natural Matsev is that he would be, that he would be, he would be happy. This we spoke about a lot before Pesach. And over the years, many times, the union of the freedom of the poor man. And why is it that the matzah is lechem aini? That we with Dafka expected the food of redemption to be rich, to be rich. And it's so interesting how the bread of redemption is so poor. Halach ma'ani, the lechem aini, the morale talks about this in a few places in Gurus Hashem. That why is that? <clears throat> and 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 we learned, and we spoke about this many times, that 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 the lechem oini has only itself. It doesn't have dreams of rising, of changing, of getting. See, the dough, regular dough, is thinking. You know, I'd really like to be a Danish. I'd like to be a Danish. I have such a music. I heard that there's a thing. I had a zayde that was a Danish. I want to be a Danish. It's a Muslim. 
to be a Danish. Everybody's going to then look at me in the, in the in the bakery, and people's mouths are going to water, and you know, someone's going to have big hanar for me if I could be if I could be a Danish. So, a regular a regular uh, piece of dough has has all kinds of asagas beyond itself, and it's running. And we have to watch the clock because 18 minutes is all you get, right? And it's running. It's looking for something outside of itself, and it expects. That it expects that its redemption is outside of itself by being a Danish or by being some fancy roll or whatever it might be, a piece of bread. But that's what it thinks of. Lechem Aini means it is what it is. It's the bare bones definition of what, of what food is. Bread and water, period. Not bread, flour and water, period. It is what it is. And just like the just like the person who has nothing is not mashubit to anything, not mashubit to anything. Each and every one of us sitting here right now, we have all kinds of shibudim. They're nice shibudim. We don't have God forbid standing over us, someone with a whip, but shibudim, where we have to be, what we have to do, and so on, in order to be able to get what we need to get. The bread of redemption is, is matzah because the matzah doesn't need to go anywhere or to get anything. It is what it is. So, it doesn't have any hasagis. It's pashit. It's not murkav. It's not composed of different pieces and layers. Because when there's, when there's something that's composed and complicated, wherever there are complications, it means that, that each layer expects that the next layer is going to satisfy something that I don't have. The matzah has no expectations. Just, there's no expectations. It is what it is. The Ani, the poor person, I'm not talking about an Ani who's miserable and going around collecting, but the poor person, meaning that he's not mature to anything, he, he has himself. That's, that's what he has. That's all that he has is himself. And therefore, the bread of redemption is davke lechem aini. It's davke that which is what it is. Because the etzem ha'havaya is man's redemption. That's what the moral explains. Men's natural, the natural state of the Jewish people is redemption. Golis is unnatural, just like the natural state of this is to be matzah. What's unnatural when it rises and has delusions of greatness, it becomes chametz. Chametz is golis. Chametz is golis. Chametz is forgetting the Bible and, and, and thinking that you're going to find happiness outside of yourself. That's what chametz is. Matzah is gula. It's lechem aini. It's gula. Therefore, Harotzen who has cholos akiras hamatzav etivi shalasimcha benefesh adam. Wanting, that's the that's at the bottom of all of man's anxiety, fear, sadness, and misery. Wanting. Wanting means I don't have. I have to get something. I want something. So. Who has cholos akiras hamatzav ativi shalasimcha benefesh adam? Like Moshe Nirikib shuta shechoshli v'lachen ani lo samech. Not the way that it seems people always think. Everybody thinks because I don't have something, that's why I'm not happy. Lo, that's not it. Kevan shni writes a dvar. It's because I want things. L'chein ani markish chaser. That's why I feel that I'm lacking, and that's why I'm not happy. It's not that I don't have things. That's why I'm unhappy. 
It's because I want things that I want. That's that's what makes me unhappy. Because I want and I feel like I don't have. That's the unnatural intervention and interruption of an otherwise happy person. I was happy, and all of a sudden I got this idea, ooh, I want, I want. And now I have to get. That sets me into my reach side, into my running, into my, into my, into that motion uh, to get. And, and, and then I begin to think that if I don't get this, then I'm not happy. So something has taken me out of my happiness. Therefore, if a person wouldn't with his own hands ruin himself by wanting, he would naturally be completely besimcha. And I explained at the end on Shabbos that this is true even when it comes in, certain, in a certain way to Ruchnis, even though it's a very delicate subject, and we've spoken about it in the past, because obviously when it comes to wanting to become closer to Hashem, that's a shi'ifa that a person has to have, and wanting to learn more, to daven more, to do more mitzvahs and masam tarifim. So there are many people that are miserable about about feeling how deficient they are in, in Torah mitzvahs, and feeling how and feeling very, very sad. If you ask them, why are you sad? They'll say, because of my avayers, I'm sad. I want to be better. So that's also a wanting. How does one... How does one balance that, or how does one understand that in light of what we're learning? Because even in Ruchnius, we know from the tzaddikim, from the Vilna Gaon, and from other tzaddikim, the Kaman and other tzaddikim spoke about this that even in Ruchnius, there's an ending of being Samech Bechalkech. Even in Ruchnius, but that would seem to go against everything we, we've been taught, that we have to constantly grow. Growing, growing, growing. But there is there is a way to understand that, which I mentioned at the end on Shabbos, we're not going to get to really right now. But the truth is that we have a teaching from Rabbi Pinchas Karitza that he taught in the Pasuk when it says, V'yakov holach ladarkai, v'yifku boi malachi elokim. Yaakov went along his way. He went, and then he met. What happened? V'yifku malachim came and they met him. So Rabbi Pinchas Karitza said that what we learn here is the job of a person, of a Jew in this world is Yaakov Holach Ladarkai. In other words, that you have to go and you do what you have to do. Today, I do what I have to do. This moment, this bracha, this blat kamar, whatever it is, I Ladarkai. As far as as far as the angels, what ha, what about what about my wanting to reach that level of meeting angels in each person's life, whatever those angels are, feeling close to Hashem and so on. So Pinchas Karsha says, that's not your Avayda. Your Avayda is Halach Ladarkai. You do what you're supposed to do. What about the angels? The angels come to meet you. That's not your job to go find angels. That's not your job to go find those feelings. Your job is Vyakov Halach Ladarkai. Is to do what you have to. And the Malachim come to meet you. Now, <coughs> When we're talking throughout the Bilvavi Svarim about a person being Dovik Hashem and feeling the Bayre and so on, it's not saying that that's, that's the Tachlis of my Avayd is to feel a certain way. It's to say that the Tachlis of a Jew is to be Dovik Hashem. How one achieves the Vekas, the Ikir is Yaakov Halachadarkai. And then Vayifku Ba Malachi Elokim. 
that derech, of course, consists also of, besides Torah mitzvahs, of exercises of how to become, of how to achieve Vegas. But we have to learn more about this to see how this works, Bezah Hashem. But even in Ruchnius, even in Ruchnius, a person has to have a feeling of Samech Bechelko. I have everything, even in Ruchnius. And how could that be? At the same time that the person is clearly aware of so many deficiencies in his Avadis Hashem. So a person can say, I'm not happy because of those deficiencies. And how that stems what we're learning, as Hashem will continue with and we're going to learn much more about that. Okay,